Welcome to the Sugar by Half podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Villato, a certified nutrition, health, and run coach and educator. Today, we are joined by Libby Jenkinson, a registered pharmacist, certified health coach, mother of three, and founder of Ditch the Carbs, Ditch the Carbs Pro, and Low Carb Practitioners. The mission for Ditch the Carbs is simple, to make low carb and keto simple and tasty for the whole family. Libby wants to show us how easy it is to quit sugar and live on healthy, whole, unprocessed food, no matter how busy you are. Libby loves helping absolute beginners who don't know how to cook or don't like to cook. All her recipes on Ditch the Carbs are family-friendly and kid-friendly. Recipes are low-carb, lower-carb, or keto. Every recipe contains no added sugars, no grains, and every recipe is naturally gluten-free. They are made with simple ingredients that you can find in your local grocery store. Libby, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I um, hope some people can take away some practical tips from today, which will be fun. <laughs> I'm sure they will. And can you start by telling us about your journey? Yeah, well, I'm a um, registered pharmacist. I've been a registered pharmacist for 25 years. I've worked in the New Zealand and all ho- different hospitals across the UK. I was a paediatric pharmacist, oncology pharmacist, drug information, um, renal, liver transplant, you name it, I've done done them all. And I was the head of the dispensary manager network of London. So I absolutely loved, loved my life as a pharmacist. Um, But how I got into low carb is I've always struggled with my weight. I had gestational diabetes three times. I was always hungry. I somehow managed to fall into, I went to a few... um, Um, seminars up at one of the local universities here by Professor Grant Schofield, who's a a professor of public health. And it was everything to do with low carb. And it was all these light bulb moments were going on that I couldn't believe as a pharmacist, I didn't know, you know, about insulin resistance, hyperinsulinemia, the um, how, what a knock-on effect of living on a high carb diet has on almost every chronic disease. And that was like this kind of light bulb moment for me. And I I started to live low carb. And then as soon as I started, I immediately knew I wanted our whole family to go that way. So then in my work as a pharmacist, I kept on, it was kind of an eye opener that I would see patients keep on coming in and I'm going, that's diet related, that's diet, you know, almost everything I could see that I could help them. Um, And sometimes it was a bit of an awkward position to be in because Ethically, we can't, you know, talk against anyone else, but also morally, I think it's immoral if I don't recommend low carb as possibly a and a way to help or support whatever they're currently doing. Um, so then it sort of slowly started from there. And then I became a health coach and I started ditch the carb. So that's kind of a quick backstory of me. <laughs> Perfect. I love that light bulb moments that you mentioned um, throughout that. It the- was. Ditch the Carbs, yeah. Ditch the Carbs is one of my favorite websites and is amazing for anyone getting started on a low-carb whole food journey. How did you start this website and what is available on there? So I started it probably, I think it must have been either eight or nine years ago now, and it was literally my sort of way of recording all the meals that I had started to make. And then I absolutely loved it. And I would take photos and I would, you know, write up the little recipe so that I had a record rather than having it on scrappy bits of paper. And then I thought, actually, people are starting to notice. I remember when I had my first viewer from New York and I couldn't believe that somebody was actually wanting to look at my recipes. And then I thought, actually, this is actually taking off. People are wanting to know more. And so people would reach out and they would say, okay, what do I do for family? Or what do I do for my child or my reluctant husband? Um, 
And then they'd also want tips or how many carbs are in this. So I eventually slowly built it up to be that I've now got say, over 300 recipes. I've got so many articles on there and especially carb charts. People love looking visually to see how many carbs are in say a particular fruit because fruit is not as many people think off the menu. You just have to choose wisely. Um, you know, how much protein is in certain meats and all those visual things people absolutely love. So I've got recipes, I've got articles, I've got so many free resources because I want to give as much as I can away free. Um, so that's how it kind of started out. And at my at my peak, I think I had like two and a half million viewers in a month. And to know that I'm able to reach that more people in a month compared to where I was working in the pharmacy and I was only working part-time, I genuinely feel I've helped more people in the last eight years genuinely adjust their health and improve their health than in the last 25 years trying to medicate people into healthy, which you can't. You can support your health, but you can't actually medicate your way into healthy. So I've absolutely loved doing it. And yeah, hopefully I want to make Ditch the Cubs the sort of, you know, one-stop place that you need to go to for, for recipes, for cooking videos, for articles, for practical help. Um, there's macro calculators there. Hopefully everything you need is kind of there. Like you said there, you can't medicate your way to healthy. Um, no. And yeah, you've had more of an impact doing this website than you have as a pharmacist. Yeah. And yeah, those recipes, articles, charts, like we've used some of your charts on our uh, social media. So they are fantastic and encourage everyone to have a look on there. What are the most popular recipes on Digital Carbs? Like you did say you have over 300 on there. Which are the ones you think are the most popular? Okay, so I think for breakfast, and this will probably give people a sort of a, a general idea of what you can have in a day, because um, I try and make low carb as easy as possible. You know, I'm busy. Um, you know, you want to make it that you're not going to be in the kitchen for all the time. So breakfast would be either, say, a grain-free granola, sugar granola, which is made with nuts and seeds and coconut oil, and there's maybe a chocolate one or a Jaffa one, um, fennel, you name it. I've got um, pancakes and waffles, which people love. You can do the, either almond flour or coconut flour. They're really easy. You put them in the blender and away you go. Um, for lunch, I'm a big, big supporter of leftovers. I always think leftovers are king and they are the undersung hero of living low carb. You make dinner, you know, you cook once, you serve twice. And so we often have leftovers for lunch. We'll have some coleslaw and put something on top. Even if it's not a traditional sort of salad topping, we just chuck it on top. For dinner, it would be the most popular recipes would maybe be pork chops and there's a butter, um, butter garlic sauce. Cheeseburger casserole is a big, big popular recipe, especially amongst the parenting groups and the lunchbox group that I run. Um, what else is there? There's keto garlic bread, fathead pizza, and lots of vegetarian recipes I'm trying to develop, like spinach and feta pie, because everyone thinks that it is meat heavy. And yes, it is, if that's how you formulate your diet. But a lot of people are also going vegetarian. So I want to also do some high protein, low carb vegetarian meals. And then, of course, the most popular desserts are always the cheesecakes. There is peanut butter cheesecake, lime cheesecake, you name it. Even cheesecake in a mug is <laughs> a cheesecake. So I can kind of hopefully remake all your favorites but in a low carb healthy version there's even chicken nuggets that I make not breaded in the horrible breadcrumbs and fried in the processed seed oils it's healthy um almond flour ones with sort of onion flakes and garlic which are pretty yummy yeah that um cheeseburger casserole we've done that a few times and <laughs> kids love it it's, it's, 
I would happen to say that it's my 14-year-old's favourite dinner. If he could make that every night, he would have that every single night. <laughs> uh, life is busy at times. You know, we were just discussing before this about <laughs> some of the challenges we're having at the moment, you know, especially for families with kids. Um, what tips do you have for families to live a whole food lifestyle and cut out the processed foods? So I would suggest, I always, so this is what I do so with my coaching groups. I always say start slowly. It's a big thing I do is like I teach my stepwise method. And I go and say, look, what can you do slowly that will actually help you um, reduce the carbs? You don't want to get to um, go too hard, too fast, especially with a family, because for the number of people I've worked with, I kind of know what works and what doesn't. And if, you, if you've got a medical need, absolutely, you will cut out carbs and you will go low carb or keto, whichever level you want to go to, kind of immediately. If you haven't and you just know you want to live this lifestyle, I would say cut out things slowly. So say, for example, your breakfast cereal. Think to yourself, okay, I might buy seven boxes in a week or five boxes, how many you have for your family. Next week, I'm only going to buy three. How can I ease those three into the week and what can I do for the breakfast in between when we run out and then also think you know breakfast is one of the easiest meals of the day to start with you can do scrambled eggs in two minutes it literally as easy as that and teach your children how to scramble eggs it really is you know um, simple as long as they're age appropriate um, also start to say for example the highest area of sugar for most families is their drinks so dilute their juice. This is the one thing that I did with our children. And so they used to have big glasses of juice. And I would say, okay, then I would dilute it to 75% juice, 25% water. And they didn't really mind that because they thought, oh, it just is a little bit less sweet, a little bit less flavoursome. And then as the week's gone, okay, right, we're going to go 50-50 now. And they would get used to that. And then we would go down to 25% juice, 75% water. Until the end, we literally had a splash of juice in the water. And then I said, that's it. I declared no more fruit juice. And we haven't, we haven't had fruit juice in the house for eight years or something. So it's doing those little stepwise um, methods really, really helps. So I think a lot of parents, it's overwhelming to make so many changes so rapidly. And the other thing is so many kids are addicted to the sugary fizzy drinks. And that is really tough. Like I had one woman and I think she said her child was drinking something like 25 cans. It must have been during the week. It can't have been in a day. 25 cans. And I said, well, look, let's initially we'll swap them onto diet drinks. I don't like diet drinks long term, but there is a place between replace then remove. So we got them onto diet drinks and immediately that child's um, sugar intake went down dramatically overnight. So then when they got used to the diet drinks, then we said, okay, now this week, only let them have 20. And then we slowly step, you know, kind of weaning them off like you would do anything that you're really addicted to until eventually, I think they still maybe have one or two a week, but that's okay. That's nowhere near the 25 sugary drinks that we had. Um, and then another tip I'll give to parents, say when they're making lunch boxes. The first thing that I did for my kids is I took the regular kind of junky lunchbox food and I took it out of the wrapper and put it in their lunchbox. So that first of all, they because every kid loves opening wrappers at their lunchbox, you know, they like opening their muesli bars or their crackers or whatever. So if they first of all get used to it's now in a pot or it's wrapped up in whatever wrap that you use, that gets the first thing of, okay, I've got used to that now. But if you go from suddenly cartoon packaged crackers to suddenly whole food in a pot, they're going to think you're, you know, a crackpot mum who's giving them this weird and bizarre food. And so by doing it stepwise, 
really helps. And then you just replace one little thing at a time. Okay, well, instead of the muesli bar, we're just going to have a handful of nuts and seeds. And instead of um, a wrap, uh, sorry, a big sandwich, we can have the thinnest wrap that we can find and kind of go that way. Just really go stepwise, I really think, is, is the approach that I take with, with my groups. Yeah, I like that he said, you know, with the um, starting with the soft drinks and then dial in the, the fruit juice. You know, what a great yeah. idea that is. Just, you know, start normal, then slowly just reduce it and yeah. they, they'll slowly see the difference. And, you know, you mentioned there with your cereal boxes, you know, if you're buying seven a week, just start maybe five a week and and slowly cutting down so it's not um, too overwhelming. I've never thought about the um, the wrapping idea, but that's, that's really good to um, take it out of the wrapping. Yeah, I think that's an easy way to suddenly that they go from, you know, these, these colourful things, which are, I mean, when you open them, they're all bland beige, but the colours are wrapping, you know, have got the cartoons and all the things. And suddenly realising that they want to open the muesli bar and actually now they get it from a pot. It's just that little psychological trigger to, oh, I haven't gone from, you know, to one extreme to the other. And I think with a stepwise approach, parenting is hard enough, especially during these times. It really, really is. And my hat goes out to every parent out there. So this is maybe a step too far for some parents. So just making little baby changes, you know, one less cookie a week, one less muesli bar a week, one, one less ice cream at, the, at this, the cafe or something. Those little incremental changes makes it the next step a little bit easier. And it gives you confidence as a parent that, this is achievable. <laughs> just a, um, another, this is just not the question that I sent you, but um, in terms of, you know, like, for example, I'll, I'll use um, my son, Anthony, as an example, he's at kinder at the moment. And we've just been told now, can't have coconut flour, uh, sesame, any nuts um, in his uh, lunchbox. So, you know, for example, we're making him a uh, coconut flour pizza. So now that's off the... Um, off the cards he was loving that so we've given him things like halloumi um you know ham off the bone uh, cucumber carrots do you have any tips for you know trying to get through those early phases where um you know organizations do have limits on what can be brought in and with allergies and things like that it, it is so tricky to navigate all of those different regulations now i remember when my children were at kindy we weren't even allowed to bring in birds nests because bird nest had, would have egg residue. So that's against, you know, kids who've got egg allergies. And absolutely, we want to support those kids, but it also makes it so tricky for us. So one thing, if you're allowed to take eggs to kindy, maybe make, you're not allowed to, oh, darn it. I was going to say chaffles, because chaffles are the easiest option because it's literally an egg and some cheese. So that's an easy option. So if you can't even take eggs, um, well, egg, egg can't be the main ingredient so it can't be like a boiled egg but um it can have so if it's oh, not the main so main ingredient we're allowed it it potentially could have chaffles because that's literally an egg and a cup of mozzarella cheese so it's not really the main ingredient the cheese is the main ingredient and you can you can make sweet or you can make savory ones the easiest would be to make a savory one with maybe some um tomato paste and some pizza toppings and then you put it together like a sandwich that would potentially be the easiest one. Or you could buy, um, go to the deli counter and buy the really thin slices of um, the roast beef and then use that as your wrap. So you can put down the middle, maybe cucumber slices, some cream cheese. Um, I was going to say pesto, but that's got um, cashews. You can't have that. So whatever kind of flavoring you've got down the middle or um, 
cream cheese sushi. That's really nice and easy to make. Kids love having that to eat. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tricky one, but hopefully there's some some ideas that and dips make can have avocados. You can have a little pot of avocado dip with some cheese, and fried halloumi is delicious. It's like little crunchy crisps. <laughs> yeah, he goes through about a kilo of halloumi a week almost. <laughs> One of his favorite foods. Now, thanks for those tips. Um, people may go to a health professional and are told they need to eat a low carb whole food diet. However, they don't know how to implement it. This is where a health coach can put the pieces together. When you work with clients, how do you help them succeed with their goals and how can people work with you? Great, great question. So I, as you know, I run Low Carb Practitioners. That's my um, sort of non-for-profit website I do on the sidelines. So I work with a lot of practitioners and so many of them are now wonderfully telling their patients, you need to go on low carb, you need to reduce your sugar and so forth. And so I understand all the science behind that, but actually translating it to the patients and they need to know the practicalities. Okay, well, that's great, but what do I have for breakfast when I can't have toast and muesli? What do I have for dinner when I can't have pasta? And I try and translate the science and into practicality. So I now um, run also Ditch the Carbs Pro. And what I do is I give everyone a four-week quick start and there are five modules in there. And every single module we run through, through one thing. So we'll run through, say, Low Carb 101. And I will answer them every single question, how low carb works, um, why giving up sugar, how it's so beneficial. I also teach them about their why, because if you understand why you're doing this, that is more powerful than somebody telling you, you have to give up sugar or you have to do this. Understanding that you want to prevent the health concerns that your parents had or health concerns that maybe some of your friends and family have had, that is more powerful than somebody saying, no, you're not allowed that piece of chocolate cake. So I give them a four-week quick start and that teaches them all the knowledge of how, why they need to be low carb. And then I also give them support, whatever they choose, whether it be three months, six months or a year. And I will give them support every single week. We either do mini challenges and so there or lessons. And so the lessons will teach them some kind of practical tip. So for example, one lesson might be about um, the top 20 low carb swaps when, when you're, um, say when you're dining out. And I'll teach people, okay, when you go out for dinner, what do you do when you go to a Chinese? What on earth do you make, eat when it's all sweet and sour sauces? So I'll teach them, you know, we'll go for the, the um, stir fry that maybe has been cooked in bone broth rather than a sweet sticky sauce. Or when you're going to a cafe, I always order a chicken Caesar salad. That's my go-to. If I go to a pub, I will always order, say, a steak with blue cheese and a salad. And maybe the kids are with us, they'll order a burger, but they'll ask, they'll discreetly take the top of the burger off. And I'll say they're not allowed the chips, but they have chips instead of, sorry, salad instead of the chips. And it's just giving these little practical tips in the weekly lessons. Hopefully teaches them the practical steps of what to do it's a bit like you know if you're addicted to anything what it's the practical solutions what do you do when you come up to a Christmas party and everyone wants to give you that Christmas cake and we even have a whole whole session over December is how to survive the festive period and how to keep your way through Um, and also we have many challenges we have two every month so I will teach and they're all there's always a reason they're fun but there's a reason behind them so say for example we will have a no snacking challenge And that might only last for three days, the challenge, but what they learn lasts for five days a week, a month, forever, that they will cut back their snacking, they will learn coping mechanisms when they want to snack, 
they'll learn to look at their watch and go, actually, it's only two hours till lunch. I can survive for two hours until lunch. Um, we also have carnivore challenges and fasting challenges. And there's always a level for, say, beginners, advanced and intermediate. So everyone feels that that's their sort of happy place. That's their welcome place. That, And I answer all their questions. Every week we have a weekly Q&A. So you don't get lost in the big group. You know, my big group has got now, I think it's 45 or 50,000 in there. You get completely lost in there. But in the pro group, there's only like a, a couple of hundred. So you get my personal attention and I do the group coaching. And I, I love it. I absolutely love getting to know all the women and the men in there. I've got a few gorgeous men in there who, who are also addressing all their health concerns. And one of the lovely ladies, Meredith, if you're listening today, um, she lost a person. She lost an entire person. And she goes, she wasn't very nice. And I've lost her. That's how much weight she's lost. Um, and I get these stories, which are incredible. You know, people have come off their medication, people who have got pregnant. I think there's now 10 Ditch the Carbs babies out there. The stories I have just fills my heart with joy that I never used to get these stories in the pharmacy. People would never come and go, thanks for, you know, giving my medication. Absolutely, they support so many different health concerns. But doing the coaching, I absolutely love it. So if anyone wants to join that, come and join me and Ditch the Carbs Pro. <laughs> yeah, right on on that. And we'll put those links up in the show notes for people to click on and I 100% agree with you with what you said there. Education is so powerful and, you know, we don't blame mm. people at the start for, um, you know, they're just following the guidelines, following the advice um, and then, you know, they come to you and, um, you know, things change. And like I said, there are people coming off medication. Like I've had clients as well where have been told they've had uh, type 2 diabetes and in, you know, one of my first questions is what's the um, doctor said to you about nutrition? Has anyone talked to you about it? And they're like, no, nothing, just go on this medication. And, you know, I've had clients come off medication as well um, after following the low-carb lifestyle. So it is very rewarding and, and well on to those people for putting their hand up and, and getting help. It is. And what I love about it is I often coach, say, the husband or the wife in the group, and actually their whole, that impacts the entire family. And I often say you'll have a real impact, even if you don't tell people what you're doing, they will see how much you've improved. And you might impact your parents, you might impact your children or a neighbor. And quite often people start low carb almost by stealth. They don't want to tell anyone that they're starting in case they fail or, you know, because they heard it's dangerous. And then all of a sudden they go, oh my goodness, my neighbor has now told me that I've started low carb because of what you were doing. And so even though I've got a few hundred in there, it's actually impacting possibly thousands because their friends, their family and their children. It's, it's, it's a fabulous, I'm proud to be part of it. <laughs> What are three top tips you have for people wanting to make a change? Okay, the first one would be is go slowly and be kind on yourself. So go slowly in that, um, you know, we talked about slowly replacing things, slowly um, removing things. And that will go into, I guess, my second tip is replace them, remove. So whatever it is that you are hooked on right now, so it might be ice cream. Let's replace that with, say, a low-carb ice And I've got tons of recipes for those. Replace that and then think, okay, now I'm on the low-carb ice cream. Actually, I don't need this every single night. Maybe it's only a Friday night or a Saturday night treat. So it's the slowly reducing and replacing and removing. And then it's also figuring out, you know, what are your go-to recipes and just rinse and repeat. Because when you think about if you're not low-carb, 
you pretty much have the same meals every night anyway. You know, our recipes used to be spaghetti bolognese, um, maybe a pasta meal, you know, the same bog standard family meals that are carb heavy. Well, now we have a repertoire of maybe, I don't know, eight to 10 to 12 low carb recipes and we do the same things over. So it doesn't have to be a gourmet dinner every single night. Make recipes simple. And, you know, our go-to recipes would be maybe, um, you know, steak and salad. Or if we're really running late, I'll grab a rotisserie chicken from the supermarket and a bag of salad. And then we pull out all the scraps out of the fridge that we need eating and everyone just makes their own dinner. So doing that, going slowly, replace and then do simple, simple meals. We had go slowly, be kind on yourself, replace and remove, and then keep things simple um, with simple moves, simple meals. One thing I also forgot forgot about, we often say, this is again what we do in in pro once a month, I say, what can you do in the next hour, the next day, and the next week to make the next day better? So what can you do today? You could maybe write your menu plan. And within the next day, you could maybe either order online or have gone to the supermarket. And by the next week, you could have maybe done some food prep. It's in the freezer. So what can you do in the next day, hour or month to make it easier in the long run? And just doing those little things, even if you've got five minutes, writing down a meal plan on the back of an envelope, that's a start. Figuring out that you can say, okay, I'm going to go, and I love shopping online for my groceries. It honestly stops those impulse buys, you only buy what you need. And just going on and go, okay, now the food's going to arrive at my door. That's two of the major things that are stopping me live low carb. So just planning ahead. Yeah. There's a saying there that goes, um, you know, do something that your future self will thank you for. And that's exactly, exactly what you're exactly. saying right there. Um, where can people find information and follow your work? Where's the best places? Um, so if anyone goes to ditchthecarbs.com, and I've got all the recipes there. I've got all the articles. I've even got beginner guides, baking guides, you name it. And along the top, you can hit the um, freebies section. And on the freebies, I've got free handbooks for children who want, the families who want to give up sugar for their children. I've got free um, lists of, say, 50 low-carbon keto snacks. So they really, if you don't know what to snack on, that's a brilliant list for a beginner. Um, there's a free five-day meal plan and shopping list. Um, what else is there? There's a chaffle cookbook. Um, there's an A to Z list of grains, FAQ and diet sheet, everything there you need. Um, and then if you, then you get on my weekly newsletter, I'll send you free weekly recipes. And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram are probably the two biggest social media channels that I'm on. And then of course there's ditchthecarbspro.com, which is for co- coaching with me if you want to spend time. And then there's low carb practitioners if you want to find a practitioner in an area that you're in. So yeah, busy. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll put all those links up for people to click on and they can uh, follow you. And please, yeah, jump on board and, and follow Libby. And just our final question, if you could only offer one piece of advice for our listeners to lead a healthier life, what would that one piece of advice be? I would say, think to yourself, what do you want your future to look like? If you continue the way you are, what will you be like in 10, 20 or 30 years? And what does that look like? Do you want when you're retired to still be able to bend down and put on your own pants and your own shoes? Or do you want someone else to do that for you? And I remember hearing that at one of the seminars that I went to. And that was more impactful than I think than any, you know, I can give you all the healthy eating tips in the world. But knowing your why and knowing that sort of driving force of how you're going to be in the future 
I think is more of a driver to continue all of these things forever because you know I think of when people I know dear to me have either lost their life through cancer or through some other chronic disease they literally would have eaten broken glass if they thought that would help them in their health condition now all we're asking you to do is give up sugar and give up carbs and eat beautiful steak and cheeseburger casserole it's 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 such once people understand this they go oh my goodness I didn't know this is how delicious it would be there's no deprivation and I can actually change my future. I really, really can. It's it's within your hands. So, yeah, that would be my tip. Yeah, brilliant. So what do you want your future life to look like? Um, and knowing your why is, is the key thing. So fantastic. Yeah. Well, Libby, thank you so much for your time. And, you know, thanks for your website. Like I often do point people in that direction. It is a fantastic way for people to get started. Um, you know, if you don't know what you're doing too much with the low-carb stuff and the recipes are really easy. They don't use a lot of ingredients. They're easy ingredients that can be found in the grocery store, um, you know, for people to use cooking methods, simple. So thank you for your contribution in the, in the area and all the work that you're doing is, is brilliant. So we encourage everyone to have a look at Ditch the Carbs and Ditch the Carbs Pro and all the other stuff that Libby offers. So we'll put all those links up in the show notes. And Libby, thank you so much for your time. It is my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.